0: Hey everyone. This is our Election Insider podcast with Richard Barron. I've got Gary Vaughn joining me. He's from Daily Stock Picks podcast, right? Is it yeah. is that the full name of it?
1: I think so. I've, it, from what the listeners have told me, you can just type in stocks or on Spotify or anything and you can find me, but it's Daily Stock Picks. There's a kind of a 1970s graphic that I have to update uh, as my uh my my kind of icon on there, but it's Daily Stock Picks. I put out a podcast a day. Um, discussing, I have an algorithm that finds good stock picks. Um, it's been doing well. The stock market, I think, is going to do well in the next week or so. Depends on the job numbers tomorrow. But you can listen to me every every morning that the market is open. I usually do a podcast.
0: And you're at Twitter at Daily stock picks Three, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Or you can find me on YouTube. I don't know how you find. I've got a. If you find one of my podcasts, I've got a link tree there where you can find all of my socials. Um, typically okay. what I'll do is when I record the podcast, I'm live on YouTube as well. So people can see the charts rather than just listening to the, to me, describing the charts because it doesn't do any good for anybody to just listen to, Hey, buy Nike today. <laughs> and by the way, Nike was my pick this morning. Um, it's filling a gap up that it, it had on their last earnings. So, uh, oh, really? Well. yeah, it was weird because yeah. they, um, they have bloated inventories right now just because nobody's buying anything. And so oh. for some reason with China opening up, their inventories are becoming smaller. I think they're gonna announce something that, um, you know, Q4, they, they had to discount a lot, but I think they'll make a lot with holiday sales and stuff. So I said, okay, at 90 bucks, you can buy this one. I think it's already up 94, 95, but that's speaking, where the gap is.
0: So speaking of China, I read something yesterday. <clears throat> I don't know if it's true, but they said that Xi Jinping hasn't been seen in public <laughs> since he had that that he went attended that conference that putin put together with like india and i think there were a few of the stand countries there have you did you read
1: this too i didn't read it you know i I had heard the crazy thing and i don't know if it was rumor or not but i I didn't see the picture but i i listened to a podcast and they said um uh, it was about stocks and it was focused on china and the opening of china And they said, you know, we may be seeing China get rid of their um, COVID zero policy, which is shutting them down. They have cities and and states the size of California and Texas that are shut down where people just aren't allowed out of their house. And he hasn't been seen without a mask in public. Um, And he's been kind of holed up in his emperor's palace, if you will. And what I read was the last week, he was shaking hands and out in public without a mask, and I don't know if there are well, pictures. Um, okay, but they, they were saying it's a huge step in that we may see a reopening of China, which again for the stock market would probably boom.
0: And also, okay. yeah, and I think the supply chain would get a lot better too because they make so many things. I know. I went well, to gro- some stores or grocery stores, and there's shelves that are empty. There's and I don't know if you. Places. I don't know if you've ever tried
1: drop shipping. Um, but essentially what drop shipping is is you uh basically go on alibaba.com, um AliExpress, and you can buy, say you want handkerchiefs or like those cool towels that you know, the buffs that you put over. Um, uh-huh. you can buy a bunch from a Chinese factory and they'll ship them to an Amazon warehouse so that you don't even have to ever touch the product. And whatever that you sell, you know, you put it online for 99, you pay the uh, drop shipper something like 699. So you're making $3 per, per buff. Um, and you never have to touch the product and any product that they don't sell, they send back to the, the, the drop shipper. So drop shipping during the pandemic and stuff, it became a huge, huge business. Um, I have several friends who kind of started them, but I, I think it's become less popular now, and it's been harder to find the the retailers in China to actually do it since th- since they've had the shutdowns.
0: Yeah, and so you just make money off of that by by putting it in there, and then people buy it from that Amazon store, and then you're profiting.
1: It's kind of like a ghost kitchen, you know, the ghost kitchens where you know the Chinese restaurant is actually making pizza in the back of their Chinese restaurant, <laughs> but it's a different brand um, the ghost kitchen thing, but it's, it's a drop shipper. So you create your own brand, you create your own identity. Um, and then you start drop shipping products based on that. I I think a lot of backpacking, um, companies on Amazon, um, I bought a backpack the other day, um, or a couple of years ago, I guess that my friend used on a trip that we went out to, um, uh, Pasadena for the MLS stuff. And, uh, she used the backpack and I remember buying the backpack for 20 bucks and I went on Amazon and the company is completely out of business now, but it's a great backpack.
0: So, Jesus. <laughs> so, uh, this morning, uh, I, I've, i read about, uh, orcas they hunt down to kill great whites. And they basically all they do is they slice open their belly and, and suck out their livers and they've got it on film. Now I, a drone shot, It's on CNN. I saw this morning, but you can see these three orcas encircling, and they just they dwarf this great white shark. And And you can see them; the belly gets sliced open by one of them.
1: They leave the rest of the shark.
0: Yeah, they don't touch the rest of the shark. They just suck the livers out. And they they've known that this happens because they said it's it's obviously an orca that's opening up their belly. But yeah, they just go around and hunt them.
1: I have no interest as a wannabe vegan. I have no interest in actually watching that it sounds disgusting but the, the well and
0: it was a little it's almost a little disturbing because you think of great whites being these these monsters uh you know these tough monsters from the deep and they just get they just get toyed with by these orcas
1: i i i, I my personal preference is the disney style shark great white shark where he dances around and sings and is friendly
0: <laughs> yeah
1: i don't know if disney well, has an orca
0: so the other thing I read is about this guy, David Clements. I don't know if you've heard of him, but he's a New Mexico state professor, and he's running around telling election lies, spreading conspiracies. He's like going from city to city. And this there was a story in the Washington Post by Annie McGowan, and he was a professor of law in the business school at New Mexico State. 4.6 rating by the students, 86% said they would, they would take his class again. They say he's knowledgeable, accessible, interesting. But this guy, I know I talked about Mike Lindell on a previous podcast and he, he's eaten dinner with Mike Lindell. Uh, he's been dined with Trump and Trump and Lindell at the same time. Has he done but, crack
1: with him? The, the, the real friends of Lindell have done crack with him?
0: Well, they said that when he was young, what the story says is that when he's young, he had alcohol and drug problems. He has his parents were nomadic, and he had a completely dysfunctional family. So you know, this is almost seems to fit in with that Mike Lindell uh, crowd. I found um, I found
1: religion later in my life, and now I'm holier than now. And let me tell you how life goes.
0: That yeah, he's crowd. a Christ, Christian
1: nationalist. Oh, and by the way, it's I'm raising mean. money.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and he also, yeah, and he actually there was a podcaster in Colorado who, you know, put out the word that this guy is, you know, courageous and and working towards election integrity, even though he's just spreading misinformation. And he's already the the GoFundMe page for him has already raised three hundred and four thousand dollars for him. And he's just running around speaking about breached um breached voting machines, uh, and also voter roll manipulation, um, and ballot stuffing. One thing I love is the generosity of the
1: American public. I, I, you know, honestly, both sides, uh, I, I, there, I, I have never donated to a political campaign. I don't care if it's tax free. I just never have. I've never found a politician that I say, yeah, that's the one that I want to actually promote and put my dollars towards, um, my personal opinion is your dollars go better in the private sector than in the public sector and voting these people in. Mm, nobody's really kind of swarmed me that way, but a GoFundMe for a guy, <laughs> yeah, that makes was, no sense.
0: No. And there was a guy named David Petchia who was a former student of his, considered him a mentor. He was a, he's a retired master sergeant in the air force from the air force and he he even wrote a letter to to nominate him to be a uh what was the no- the nomination was an award for being a pretenured professor supposed to recognize those at new mexico state so the guy wins the award but then he started seeing him during the pandemic you know marching against vaccines marching against masks and decided and then he's spreading all these election conspiracies. And he said, you know, the guy has absolutely lost his mind. So he he, he said he's completely embarrassed for ever supporting him.
1: You know, what you went through in in, in Fulton County and stuff, I mean, it's it's been published and, and gone over. And, and both sides have said, you know, there, there wasn't anything fun, funky or fishy at all. And, and mm-hmm.
0: didn't one of your workers win like a Courageous Award or something too? Yeah, she won the JFK Library Profiles and Courage Award, uh, <laughs> Shay Moss. And and it was not only did she win, she won it alongside a Cheney and Vladimir Zelensky. <laughs> Zelensky, I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah, so she's <laughs> up there. I mean, Zelensky's turned out to be, I mean, I, I went to Ukraine in 2019 for his election. And, you know, people talked that he was a comedian. Yeah. And he, he was on that show that was broadcast in Russia for years. It's on Netflix now. Yeah. Yeah. And so this guy's turned into the, the wartime president of this century. He's taking on Elon Musk too. Yeah. Yeah. Cause Musk tweeted, that, tweeted uh, that poll the other day where should they just give up that land for peace? I know. And it was like, well, it, it,
1: listen, what, I, I, I'm not a foreign policy expert. You obviously, you definitely know way more about foreign policy than I do. All I know is that uh, if it can bring about peace and, and less killing, I'm all for it. I mean, you know, if both sides can agree that, hey, this is it. You know, unfortunately, I think it's just an aggressive, um, you know, Russia will not be happy without all of Ukraine. Um, yeah. So I and I shouldn't say Russia. I should say, should say Putin because it's not really? Russia you know i've russian friends they're not for this war they 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 understand it's completely one man's ego that's kind of pushing that one but well, yeah, yeah. the ego is kind of but maybe. for somebody in this country who's an election worker who wins that profiling courage award over a president of another country that was very much threatened um and a key part of the quote unquote Russian investigation into Trump. Yeah. It shows you that, you know, we're
0: at war. I mean, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and so this guy goes into counties. Yeah. And he tries to convince the commissioners not to certify the election results. Same thing thing that Lindell did. Lindell is kind of curating, I think you talked about
1: this on your podcast, creating bureaucracy by sending people in with the Open Records Act.
0: Yep. Yeah, he and that's yeah, it's stifling departments. But the other thing that so this guy's going in, he's bullying commissioners and he goes from county to county in in New Mexico where he lives. And in one one county, Sandoval County, they had to escort the commissioners out with sheriffs because what they voted to certify the election results for their June 7th primary. And then it became dangerous so they had to get they had to sneak them out in order to uh in order to get them out of the building safely um and you know, you know this this is the kind of crap that's going on and then he went after the in Otero County he went after the the him and his people went after the Robin Holmes who's the county clerk there who has been doing elections for 30 years and is a republican you know it's crazy cuz I, I i'm retired Um,
1: you know, off of fire, financial independence, retire early kind of stuff. So, Uh you know, that's a lot of what I talk about on the podcast too, kind of relates to that on my podcast, but I'm retired. I obviously could be an election worker. I could, you know, I do a lot of volunteer work specifically for Meals on Wheels and other kind of nonprofits in the Atlanta area. Um. Elections is something I have no interest in getting or even volunteering for, and, and you know your big part of that reason is because look at what happened to you, look at what happened to your election workers. Um, you know, I just I don't want to be a part of it. I mean, honestly, it just makes it even though these people think that they're sticking up for the right thing, they make it completely a hostile territory to even want to be involved. And the only, well, I mean, let's make it clear: the only people they want involved. Are the people who agree with them? Anybody who disagrees with them, they want to get out. So it's not like they want a free and fair election; they just want their outcome of the election.
0: Yeah, yeah. They because and the thing is, is that a lot of these elected officials they don't question the results of their own, their own races. They they're only question they question Trump's the results of the presidential but they're all accepting their own which yeah. makes them complete hypocrites yeah yeah a- anybody that questions the
1: 2018 uh, election should question you know absolutely 100% of the election if they think that a- anybody who voted illegally for Trump then voted le- legally down the ballot i mean it's an illegal vote
0: well and so we had two board members after the November 2020 election that we had a bunch of special elections. So when you certify votes, you have to certify the main ballot and then you certify some of these special elections individually. I don't know if you can hear that, but my dog. Now I love dog. decided. Can you hear her on the bone? <laughs> it's fantastic. In the background? It's fantastic. She, she's picked up a bone over here and it's <laughs> laid down and it's just chomping on this thing. It's about, it's about, you know, I don't know, this long finally she just left the left the room but uh you know so they 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 would not certify the main part of the ballot but then there were all these small special elections that were in cities they voted to certify all those this was this was Kathleen Ruth and Mark Wingate on my board they're both the two republicans that were on that board and it's like how can you possibly vote to certify these other elections if you're if you aren't doing the other one they they were getting um orders from david schaefer who's the georgia republican uh georgia republican count or republican state chair i mean they were just getting pressure
1: make no bones about it i i i have no political party affiliation whatsoever um Mm -hmm. i just see in georgia there is one party that is very specifically targeting elections and it's not unfair elections it's elections
0: they're not winning that's it yeah yeah if they don't win it, i so that's what has me worried about I, it's not going to surprise me if somebody shoots up one of these polling places <sighs> um yeah I don't, somewhere in the country between either now or 20 2020 well, And you and I
1: live in Atlanta, and it is interesting because I go hiking a lot, and I go up into the North uh, Georgia mountains and up to South Carolina and stuff, and you go on these back roads, and it's Trump 2020 and stuff like that. Um, There is a definite blue circle around the city of Atlanta that rules Georgia. Um, Yes. And everybody outside of Georgia doesn't like that the blue part of Georgia is run by Atlanta. Um, I'm not – you know, again, I I would probably – vote more uh Republican um common sense Republican if I if I could um but there's just in the state of Georgia I mean look at who our senator uh nomination for uh oh, yeah. seat is his son his son doesn't want him to be senator his own family doesn't want him to be senator um no and, and,
0: and it's like yeah we were talking before the short but it doesn't bother me you know if he's if he wants to have four kids with four different Wives what I'm not going to judge him for that How about but, it but if you're out there saying you're this family man, you're a devoted family man and trying to pass yourself off as that, and but you've hid three of the kids
1: yeah and somehow, and- somehow the Democratic Party has infiltrated his entire family and has brainwashed them to think that he's a horrible person in the last six months uh f y i He's been a horrible person for way more than the last six months to his own family. So, how is he going to treat his constituents? And I I don't have a problem if you vote for him in that, you know, you just you like him or he's a hero to you. Go ahead, vote for him um, mm -hmm. on those grounds. I don't think that qualifies you to be a representative of me and vote for me, but that's my opinion. I just don't like the people who just vote for him just based on the party that they're in. Um, You should vote for the best candidate and, and the best person who's going to represent you. And if you're just voting because of the
0: party, get the hell out. Just don't vote. Well, that's the thing. Yes. Theodore Roosevelt had a quote that basically I'll paraphrase it, but he he basically said you need if you're following one person, the president. That you're you're off your rocker you need you're patriotic if you care about the country but if you're following one person who's the president and blindly following them then that is that is not patriotic but all of these people out there i mean i don't know theodore roosevelt is somebody you can't he was. if we've had one stud as a president it's theodore roosevelt he was he went out and he was a sheriff in south dakota he was new york city police commissioner he he led the Rough Riders down in in Puerto Rico. You know he's done. He did so many things before he ever became president. And then once he became president, he would foreign leaders would come in, and he would make them run through Rock Creek Park in the snow just to mess with them. You know, I mean, he was he would he was and he he really he went after the trusts that were screwing people. They're the monopolies, and he busted all those up and you know i i don't know and he's on mount rushmore he's one of the four on rushmore well and and it's it's funny because
1: it, in the last election um full disclosure i voted in the democratic um uh the the primary and i voted for bloomberg and the reason i voted for bloomberg is the guy used to be a republican then he switched over to democrat then he became an independent And the only reason he ran under the Democratic Party was because he couldn't be uh, elected, because there's too many people who vote just that red or blue. Mm -hmm. And as an independent, he knew he would be taking votes away from Biden and basically be giving the election to Trump. Um, Right. but, But I particularly think he would have been a better president than Biden. I'm not 100% happy with Biden, but anybody that blames inflation, I'll bring this back to my podcast about money. Anybody that blames inflation, inflation on Biden is just ignoring the, the obvious in that um, ta- Trump gave tax cuts, which means that we have less money coming in. He increased spending. Um, now, the Democrats, with the $3 trillion in pandemic spending, they increased the spending. You obviously had to have inflation. Um, then a Trump nominee, uh, Powell, who is the head of the Fed. The Fed has two mandates: control inflation and control the employment market. Well, the employment market is fantastic; it's it's running rampant. Inflation is out of control. He said, "Yeah, it's transitory." Last year, he was late. Hindsight is twenty-twenty, and I don't blame Jerome Powell because he was hopeful that the supply chain stuff would come into um, and and continue the economy growing. When you mm-hmm. have zero percent inflation and you spend all this money, this is what I blame the the, the Democrats for: is spending all of that money. You were gonna have inflation. I blame Powell, who is a Trump appointee, for just recognizing it late. So you can blame both parties. It's not on one
0: party. No, because you ha- you can even like the housing market. A lot of the things when the housing market crashed in two thousand eight nine, a lot of that stuff could be could be tied back to things that Bill Clinton did in the, in the early mid nineties. And then it's affecting things, you know, however many years later, a decade later. Well, and, and, and I say to,
1: I I mentor a bunch of my, my friends, kids and other people about, um, you know, money in your twenties and how it sets you up for your forties and your fifties and things like that. You can blame your own parents. I mean, the reality is everybody's parents wanted the American dream. Everybody wanted to own a home. Everybody wanted a good job. Everybody yeah, wanted I mean. the the two kids. Everybody wanted the car in the driveway. The reality is uh, my parents, I think that were in the 70s, were paying like 11% interest on their mortgage. Oh, and yeah. They, they made it work. Too. Yeah, they made it work. I mean, th- that's the thing. Well, as you start to get through the 70s and 80s, people wanted cheaper money and they voted people in to get cheaper money. Well, the reality is we started spending more. And so the Fed started printing more money and it got cheaper. And this is the world. This just isn't the United States. You can see with Europe with their uh, 0% interest rate, they're probably heading into a deeper recession. Japan has been in a 20-year recession because of their cheap money policy. But the reality yeah, but is- Yeah,
0: they've got stagflation Yeah.
1: They, 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 they were- Japan's horrible. I mean, just the economy in Japan is just—it's it, bad. Now, it doesn't mean that people are dying. It doesn't mean that they're—they're they're poor in, uh, you know, poorer in that country. It just means that their their investments will not grow as fast as you can grow in the U.S. And that's why there's so much money in the U.S. is because we're the 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 world dominant currency, and and we're the world standard. So we will probably see a better outcome than most um, uh, on on a lot of the issues, but to take it back to elections, who you vote in is, 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 is super important and their views and their morals and, and, and all of that stuff. Um, don't just vote on party lines because the reality is your party lines, they're just going to protect. I mean, here, if the Democrats lose the house and the Senate, the stock market will fly because the stock market loves that kind of, you know, hey, we're just going to keep it the status quo. We're not going to get mm-hmm. anything done. Um you can see under uh, under Obama after he got um his first term, how Congress he never had another congress in his the next 6 no. years. He got nothing done.
0: Stock market flew. Well, and I think there were, you know, there was a lot of talk before that election about how he in, when he was in the Illinois uh assembly he, he didn't work across the aisle No. he only he worked a lot with his own party, but he didn't work across the aisle and when he got into when he got into power, he didn't work across the aisle either he he could have made a, a health care system that he could have brought the Republicans in and made them at least partially happy so that they wouldn't have challenged things over and over and over again but he didn't do it no nope. he wouldn't work across the aisle well and he was
1: stuck with the healthcare thing at the midnight hour, just working with Democrats, and all right. they wanted was pork products in their, uh, you know, in, in their their territory. So he was stuck with a haphazard kind of healthcare system that had challenge. I mean, again, I'm on, well, I'm on Obamacare. It
0: sucks. The thing is, is that I am now too because I've been out of work since April first. I can't find work because of my association with Fulton County. Right, and I've been through—I don't know how many interviews with nonprofit election agencies. I am going and, to
1: press you now, by the way. Start for, your Super PAC. Start yeah. your nonprofit <laughs> to pr- protect election workers. This is what you're good at. This is what you understand.
0: Well, and that's the—I've—I've I've filled out part of the paperwork. GoFundMe, not, Go Fund yeah. me. not well,
1: this GoFundMe crap. Don't do that. No, no, no. I've, I've
0: actually registered. Uh, I've got the 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 name. I haven't filed the the name with the FEC, but I've I've got the my my electronic ID number. Yeah, Republican
1: or Democrat. I mean, ID number. You know what these people go through. You understand the attacks that these people are going to be under. And like you said, um, there could be somebody crazy. People are. I'm not uh, volunteering for an election worker. I mean, shit. You got to be brave as hell to do that stuff. So, you know, again, I think you got the face, you've got the, the, the background, you've got the ability to do this, you've got the ability to talk. Don't do this GoFundMe shit where the guy just, you know, collects no. money. You're going to collect money and you're going to do something with it. You're going to, you know, be a, a voice for these people. I, I I would absolutely, if you have a um a nonprofit, I'd volunteer for as an election worker. There you go. There's your your challenge. There's the, well, the red flag. <laughs> yeah. And if
0: I can get a PAC or a super PAC going, which I, I want to do, then I would support candidates that are going to uh pass responsible election legislation that isn't going to be this crap that we just got here in Across Georgia. Cross party which, lines. Yeah. Yeah, I don't care if you're Republican or Democrat. If you're going to commit to protecting uh, county election staff and election workers, that will be the criteria for me. Whether you whether you would get money from my pack? Yeah, I don't. I don't care which party it's from. I'm going to help
1: you set up a link tree, and we're going to put uh, something down in the bottom uh, of this uh, this podcast description so that people can get in contact with you. And if anybody wants to help Rick start this one up. Help him start it up. I mean, come on. Yeah, you know, I'm unemployed to, too, man. I need a job. Employ me.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I've I've resorted actually to start driving Uber. Yeah, you know, but it gives well, me and, flexibility while I'm looking for something. Um, you've been put in a shitty situation.
1: Bad. Yeah, you've been put in a shitty situation. I mean, the reality I, of the the you know. Put somebody else in 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 your shoes, and and you know, look at your election worker who won the the courage award. Um, you were asked to go to 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 um testify in front of Congress and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's what people have to realize is there's ramifications for these election workers. Mike Lindell is sitting up there in his mansion, throwing money, asking for money, and people are giving it to him. This guy in, in Arizona is asking for money. People are giving it to him. He's out there attacking people who are just doing an honest work, you know, honest work and the most honest work because all they want to do is, is allow you to vote, allow your voice to be heard.
0: Yeah, I, I'm, I've had it, I don't, I've had it with all of these election deniers. And the thing is that you, you've got them in, in the Arizona in the Arizona governor's race, the Secretary of State's race, you've got all these problems in New Mexico. You've got things going on here. I mean, I'm not a fan of Raffensburger. He stood up to Trump, but hey, the guy I has still morals. Think. The guy has morals when it comes to actually, you know,
1: standing. I, I give him that. I'm not a fan of his, but at least thank God we had him.
0: You know, yeah. And Kemp actually, you know, Kemp stood up to to Trump too. Um, I think both of them are going to win. I mean, B win the Secretary of State candidate. I mean, I've heard from Democrats. I love her. A, a lot of them are. They're going to vote for for Raffensperger. Yeah, but I love, I love B. I love B. Yeah, do. I doubt. I don't think she's got a shot. I mean, I maybe if Stacey Abrams wins by a significant amount, that's a tough one. He can ride her coattails in, but. I don't. I don't think Stacey Abrams is going to win this one.
1: My only problem, and I will vote perf- be perfectly clear. I will vote for Stacey Abrams. Um, just personally, I will. I'm not a fan of hers. Um, and the reason I'm not a fan of hers, I am more of a fan of hers because I think she will. Um, she will kind of probably. And I don't. It's more of a social stance that I think that Kemp has held people down. Versus lifted people up. Um, and that's the only reason I will vote for her. The, the reason why I wouldn't vote for her, and I wish there was another candidate, is she had a tax issue. Uh, she was making six figures as an attorney that graduated from Harvard. She didn't pay mm-hmm. taxes. How do you? And she said it was a family issue that she had to spend money on her family. You well, still, you're I've... smart enough to know to pay taxes.
0: Yeah, and the other thing that I've got two problems with her, and so I I don't I don't I've pretty much at this point decided I'm not going to vote in the governor's race. First of all, she me too. She never conceded, right, for the the 2018 election. Just as bad as Trump. So yeah, in that regard, she's as bad as Trump. Now she's not as big of an asshole about it as him. (laughs) I mean, she's not. But you know, if you don't concede, you're just you're. You're essentially just a poor sport, uh, and I, I, I'm just. And she's got a. She's filed lawsuits. There's still running one running around the Georgia court. The other problem I have with her is that in 2014, she had the the New Georgia Project. They were registering voters around Georgia, which is that's admirable. They would turn all of those applications into Fulton County, expect us to sort them. And then mail them out to the other counties, which we did, but it cost Fulton County all the money. Ugh. Then, when there were applications that we could not process, which there was close to 2,000 of them in our office, because they would go out, and we'd get these applications for Mickey Mouse, Jesus Christ, all these other people, or there were they were illegible, missing addresses, you couldn't read the handwriting. They turned all these in. She she blamed first. She was blaming Kemp, which Kemp doesn't do have anything to do with with um, turning or processing applications. It's the counties. But then, so she started suing the counties because she said we weren't processing applications. Well, she her group she was responsible for the group, and they were turning in crap applications that we could not process. So they would sit in pending. With we have to enter what we can on them, even if it's missing a bunch of information, but there were some that we couldn't even process anything because we couldn't read them. And that was her organization and her people out in the field doing it. And she, she came after us and some other counties for it. So I, I'm not a fan of her. Did it all. happen
1: in 2020 as well? Cause, cause she was commended. Um, and I actually love that she went out and registered a bunch of Georgia voters specifically. I,
0: I, yeah. And I don't know if she, I don't think she did it through the new Georgia project. I okay. think maybe she just did that on through her own, but I, you know, I, I don't know how much of an impact, I mean, I know she got a lot of praise for it, but mm-hmm. she, she seems to be like her and Raffensperger are media darlings, Yeah, you know, Raffensperger on the back end, I'm not, he, I don't think he's a very good secretary of state in terms of how he has <clears throat> relationships with the counties. Right. Um, Or how he has treated Fulton County, how he's treated some of the other counties, you know, and plus his office has had all the turnover. One thing that he did to us, which I haven't talked about, is that not he 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 came after us to make an example of us. And then. He hired one of the people on my staff that was the election, the elections chief, and I'm not throwing my elect, former elections chief, Blake Evans, under the bus, who's now the elections director for the state of Georgia. And he's doing a fine job doing that. And he did a fine job for us. But we had that perfect storm of, of, of the pandemic, the new voting system, not being able to train people, the pandemic affecting every part of our election process for the June 2020 primary. And then after the election went bad, he hired Blake out of my office, who who was responsible for a lot of the things that he said went wrong. He hires him to improve his own office. Yeah. And he pulls him from Fulton County. So that's total hypocrisy. Yeah. Why are you hiring somebody out of Fulton County when you've yeah. just criticized the hell out of him? Because he's good.
1: Uh, again, he re- privately he recognizes how good he is to hire yeah. him. And then publicly, yeah. he's like, "Yeah, the, the, that county was shit."
0: Yeah, yeah. He he ignored. Hey, Rick, can I just country. not vote
1: in Georgia?
0: <laughs> <In laughs> well, the- there are some races country. that I'm not I'm not going to cast votes in certain races. I know, and that's I- you know, there. That's the whole thing is that this stuff going on. We talked about Herschel Walker. The yeah. stuff going on with Herschel Walker with this abortion thing, you know. If, if, if he paid for an abortion, fine. But if you're going to crusade against abortions...
1: Well, not only crusade, he's going to punish women who have abortions. Right. Make no mistake yeah. about it. He wants punishment
0: for people that have abortions. Yeah. And then he goes... And they've got the proof that he paid for this. And I heard uh, some Republicans saying... That's just yeah. one
1: they've had proof for. Do they not have yeah. proof of others? Because... If I don't know, there could be others. I mean, obviously he hides his children. Maybe he's hiding his abortions as well.
0: Yeah. And the thing, I, I just, I don't know. I don't know why someone is going to cast their vote for him if they're, if they're firmly anti-abortion. Probably, you
1: know, honestly, it's probably the same reason why I'm going to vote for Abrams over, over Kemp. Just, you don't, know, you know, my vote means something. So I might as well throw it out there. I kind of learned mm-hmm. that with, um, who was the the independent guy who ran against Bush and um, somebody else in the presidential Rob race? Rob That's who it was. Not back in the 90s. I yeah. voted for him. Um, it just seemed common sense to me. And, and you know, I wasn't as smart about it, the processes and stuff like that. It seemed like it was a, a smart move. And then all of a sudden, who was it? Was it Gore that lost that election?
0: Um, yeah. Um, somebody else. No, that, that election. Perot ran... Perot ran uh, against his father, okay. George H.W. Bush, yeah. and it, it took some some votes away from, and that, that's why Clinton won. Right. Yeah, Clinton won that one. Right. So,
1: yeah, but I, I voted for Perot. I kind of always have thought back to that vote in particular. Whenever I think about not voting, I'm like, eh, my vote does mean something, so... Um, I, you know, again, Abrams is probably going to get my vote, but at the end of the day, I may just leave that one blank like you, um, you know, who
0: knows? We'll have to see how close Yeah, it I'm is. Definite, I'm definitely, I'm definitely voting for Warnock. I, I mean, I, oh, I yeah. just
1: can't see, uh, I no. think. Herschel Walker, yeah. Walker was only, a running back.
0: Yeah. That's it. But I, and, and I think he's had a lot of concussions, so I think that's affected him.
1: <laughs> well, and
0: he, he mean, can't, he can't
1: tell me. Uh, a new policy that he wants to, you know, push out there. He can well, only tell know me what Warnock did wrong rather than telling me what he's going to do right.
0: And the thing is is that he is scared to debate him cuz he says he's not smart he's not enough smart. Okay, to I'm get sure. up on the same stage with him. I know. So what what should that tell everyone that is considering casting a vote for him? Well, and, and I, Warnock
1: I, as a, uh, you know, a, a, a renowned uh minister let, let's just yeah. make the vote on a, a morals perspective. I mean, you yeah. know, who would you rather kind of, uh, be in war with a guy who's going to tell you that, yeah, I'll save you. And then is actually going to save you or a guy who's going to tell you, I'm going to save you and then turn your, his back on you and just run away. Right. And that's yeah, essentially, that's- you know, from a, a moral perspective, kind of put it, put it out there like that. But again, you know, uh, I'm not taking sides on this one from a party perspective. I'm just looking at the candidates because the reality is um, there's one good candidate and there's one bad candidate. And, and even in the governorship, I I just, there's two bad candidates.
0: Well, and that's the thing is that it's patriotic. If you're, if you vote voting for your country or your state uh, for the betterment of that, if you're just voting strictly for party, regardless of who is candidate, for your party. That is where you start. I, I have problems with people. They need to vote for the best person running.
1: Well, and, and the person I hate the most in politics, Mitch McConnell even said it best. He was worried about um, the Republican chances based on the quality of candidates that they put out there. He doesn't mm-hmm. think that they're very good candidates. And a large part of that reason is because Trump has infected that party. And and Mitch McConnell knows it and, and he's made it without using Trump's name. He's
0: made it well known. Yeah, I well. So anyway, now I have got uh, I did an interview with Marilyn Marks. Uh, she is an elections advocate activist. She's got a she's got a um, lawsuit against Fulton County and the state to get rid of this <clears throat> voting system we have or at least. <clears throat> keep part of it and go to hand-marked paper ballots and then use the scanners.
1: Um, Okay. So as an elections official, what do you prefer? Electronic or, or, or hand?
0: I used to love the DREs, even the paperless ones, uh, as I thought they were. What's DRE? DRE?
1: I'm I'm That's a
0: direct direct recording electronic. It is a touch screen voting system and it doesn't have, I mean, you can get them so that they have paper backups or, or a printer that you can verify. That's the, the one where you, printer. as you,
1: yeah, as you walk past it, tell it gives you the paper ballot and then you turn in the paper ballot, right?
0: Well, no, the, there, so the DRE is a touchscreen and it, it has the memory for everything on it. Oh, okay. And then, but you can have them with a voter verified paper audit trail and it prints out this print, this, it's like a, like an receipt paper and it's under glass and you don't ever touch it but you can compare what's on the summary screen to what's on the, on the paper oh, okay. that paper can be counted later if necessary, but it just rolls up. And those, I, that system to me is the easiest. This one we bought in Georgia has so dominions, a, a, a fine company, but there's too many parts to this thing. And it's been too expensive to, well, to run. It's, it's too, too, it, it's too complicated.
1: Hugo Chavez too, too.
0: Well, so Chavez, yeah, There is this whole thing about Chavez being, there was a company in, um, that was created by a guy that had dual nationality from Spain and Venezuela. He had a company called Smartmatic. They built the voting system for Venezuela. And it was more advanced at that time than anything we had in the U S right and the people that worked there because i smartmatic purchased sequoia i worked for sequoia i went down and did quality assurance testing on their new voting system back in 2005 2004 and i worked with all the venezuelans that were testing all of that equipment and created it they all of them hated chavez they hated what uh that that he would win with their voting machines, but you know Chavez was popular, and they were proud of their voting their voting system. But yeah, none of them liked Chavez. Yeah, and Smartmatic got accused of being in league with Chavez. They definitely weren't. And then Smartmatic had to spin off Sequoia because the Justice Department didn't like having a voting system vendor in the U.S. that. Um, had anything to do with Venezuela, so they had to spin off Sequoia, and then Sequoia wasn't financially um, stable. So then Dominion and ESNS came in, bought parts of them, and and took them away. And so Sequoia was no longer; they just got absorbed by two other voting companies. Jesus, man, I I, yeah. I, I listen to all
1: this stuff, and I'm like, okay. Do, does the conspiracy theory actually fit? No. But are there pieces that you could piece together that would call into question somebody of right mind? Yes. But the pieces don't oh. all fit together. It's just you're picking and, and choosing which pieces you
0: want to put out there as, you know, hey, this could have happened. There's all of these voting system vendors out there. I mean, they, they rely on the fact that their product Needs to work in order for them to make money, right? They don't have a vested interest in having some some voting system out there that's gonna for one candidate or the other, yeah. Because they need their voting system to be above reproach, right? There's SNS there's heart, there's and uh, you as an
1: election official, you know all this stuff, yeah.
0: It's yeah, it just it aggravates the hell out of me that there are these people out there that just buy into all this conspiracy crap
1: yeah Uh, yeah so well listen you know the the reality of the of of the fact is i think conspiracies are meant to explain the unexplainable and when people see their candidate lose and they're so sure because their small circle at the diner on sunday mornings before church all voted for the same person it's impossible that they they actually you know lost well, the reality is your small circle at, at the diner, go to a different diner because there's a small circle over there who all voted for the other person.
0: Well, and I wonder if any of these people that vote and get pissed off when their candidate loses, if they ever played sports. I know so that they know how to lose. I know. I mean, that's really what it comes down to is why can't you swallow the fact that your candidate has lost or the candidates need to swallow the fact that they lost? Yeah. I mean, did they ever play a sport? And if they did, did they act like these jerks that they're running around society, you know, whining like babies? And at some
1: point, um, the good of the country overtakes the good of the few. Meaning, my guess is there's probably 10 to 15 percent, maybe even less, that believe that the election was bad um that there was something fishy that went on the majority of people probably believe that everything was on the up and up they may not believe that Trump necessarily lost but they say hey it, it's a fair election and if that election was bad then every other election was bad um you know and and shame on Georgia for for limiting votes um you know that that's that's the biggest thing that 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 I really get upset about with Georgia in particular is um, the only reason the Republicans want to limit votes is they win more elections when there are fewer people turning out. The Democrats yeah. win more elections when more people turn out.
0: So I think, that, but you still get yeah, it, what,
1: what, what's the average percentage of people that vote in an election? Isn't it like 60 or 70% well, or something?
0: Usually like in Fulton County, the turnout for a presidential election is usually anywhere from, you know, like 60 to It'll top out at the most at 70%, but it rarely gets to that. It's usually in the mid sixties. But for a primary, it's way less. Yeah. You know, 30%, maybe, maybe 40 tops, but usually it can be anywhere from twenty-eight to you know, thirty-five percent. And those elections are, are important because they determine who goes to the general. People just don't vote in those elections. We just have too many elections in this country.
1: Well, local I mean, elections are way more important than national elections
0: to per you capita, personally. Per capita, the local local elected officials control more money mm-hmm. than the federal candidates do or the state candidates do. And people do not vote in those elections. I mean, 15% is about the upper limit of those, yeah. at least in Georgia. So, then that's sad. Didn't I, um, I just
1: signed up for a service that will, uh, send me, um, and it was free. I forget which website it was, but it'll send me every time there's a local election, um, uh, email. So oh, I'm, well, I'm that- able to vote. Um, I, cause honestly I don't watch news. I, I you know, I, do, I stream TV. I don't have local TV. Uh, so I, I needed something that would tell me when there was a local election and what it was about. And so this one kind of, you know, I can, it'll tell me all of the ballots that come out. It explains to me what I'm voting on. Then I can just go Google it.
0: Yeah. And I don't, I don't particularly care for, for news, TV news either. Right. I mean, it's just,
1: don't it's say that all man. we it's need you like, on MSNBC you know, I, and stuff now. <laughs>
0: Well, if you watch any of the ma- the, the major cable networks, CNN, MSNBC, Fox, heads. and they will, all of them repeat the same topics all night. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't know what happened. You know, Fox News is just off. It's just crazy now. I I used to watch Fox in yeah. the late 90s, early 2000s. It seemed like they had good journalists on there or good talking heads, and they actually had some hard news programs. Yeah. Um, MSNBC to me is a little, they're, they are the mirror of Fox on the left. CNN seems to be trying to, to cut up the middle. But of course, if you talk to anyone who's a, a, on the right, they think CNN's just a liberal bastion there.
1: Well, and the person I followed, actually, it was funny because even during the, the worst days of the 2020 and the, the, the Trump kind of tenure and stuff on Fox, Shepard Smith was actually really good. I thought he was actually a really good journalist who would put it out there. And so I followed him over to CNBC, um, and he has a 7 o'clock show. He's great. I really like him. Yeah,
0: he was really good on Fox. Yeah, yeah. And he was the last objective person on Fox. And once he left, they just had no one left.
1: Brett Baer was kind of... More middle, but probably I think he's been swayed a little bit
0: towards. The it end. seems like he shifted a little. Yeah. And maybe it's maybe it's his producers that are forcing him. To I think
1: do he it. was the guy on Fox who called the election for uh,
0: Biden. <laughs> to be honest with you. Yeah. Me. Yeah. Didn't he get in trouble for that? Yeah. He got. In- or at least I guess with the the viewers. Yep. Yep.
1: So. He was bl- he was blamed because they called it for Biden, and then when Trump didn't actually. Um, uh, cons- con- he didn't say, hey, okay, Biden won. Uh, Brett Baer took it from the viewers as how dare you because Phoenix, ha- or uh, Phoenix, Maricopa County hasn't been called in. Um, Georgia isn't final. And Philadelphia and Pennsylvania isn't final. They still have votes right. to be counted. So how dare you call it? And he took it from the viewers. But yeah. I-, I don't think he I- – I think he's been swayed from that event to be a little bit more partisan. But I think so too. Yeah,
0: well, um, so I've got this interview that I have recorded with Marilyn Marks. She's the executive director of the council. Of Is Good that Webber. coming out on
1: the podcast?
0: Yeah, it'll, it'll, um, I will, um, post that one, that interview as well. And, but so I guess for today that we can conclude for the day oh. and, uh, you can look forward to that interview with Marilyn. Part of it's going to follow this podcast. It's going to be way and better than me on on talking about stuff. I'm sure. <laughs> no. And then uh, then I will post it in two parts, I think, or maybe, uh, hopefully, no more than two. was a lengthy interview. Good. All right. We'll catch you later.
1: Hey, thanks for interviewing me. Pleasure being You're here. You're
0: welcome. All
1: right. Bye. See you, man.
0: Thanks, everyone, for listening. Please share this with your family and friends and subscribe at Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And you can also listen to this on Anchor Podcasts. Again, thank you, everyone.